Alright guys, welcome to episode 28 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we are going to be talking about um, what we've been watching and playing. Uh, we'll be talking about the, the election results. Um, some of our least favorite hobbies or things to do. I guess it's not really a hobby. Um, and then and we're also going to talk about the NBA season. Um, the upcoming NBA season, not the one that just finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, So let's start with what we've been uh, watching or mm-hmm. playing. Um, so do you want to start? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this week I started watching The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, it just premiered on Disney+. Plus. It's their Star Wars spinoff show. Um, season 1 was last year, and I think that, you know this year's their second season. Um, and just like last year, only 8 episodes, I think, uh, 8 or 9. So it should be wrapping up just before Christmas time. Um, and so far the two episodes that have come out, I really, really liked, um, they're, so just like season one, you know, there's like a sort of arching season long story, but then each episode is pretty episodic. Um, it's kind of like, uh, old fashioned, like the incredible Hulk or, right. or even, uh, avatar a little bit where they're traveling and then, you know, they meet new towns, new people, but then those people sort of all come together at the end. So it's a little bit of both, a little bit of story long, but then episodic as well. Right, and, right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, episode one was about uh, was um they went back to Tatooine, which is like an old planet from the Star Wars films, and yeah. they met up with um uh somebody who was using Mandalorian armor to be a a marshal for a small town. So it's kind of like that western, like the marshal is the last person who can uh cont- you know keep the law in these parts kind of thing right um <laughs> yeah I got you. yeah and so i won't spoil who it's played by but it was a nice surprise to see them um and then at the end they have to take down this big enemy um and it looks fucking amazing like it like so the whole se- the whole series is filmed sort of like widescreen so even if you watch it on a big tv flat screen tv there's like black bars because it's filmed like a film right and so then at the finale of the first one, when they have to do this big action sequence, um, it does that IMAX thing where like the, the bars sort of go up and disappear. And then the mm-hmm. whole screen is taken up by that action scene. Um, and I actually didn't even notice until the screens came back at the end of the sequence. And I was like, wait, like, wait, what the fuck is this? Exactly. I was like, wait, what the shit? Has they been, have they been gone the whole time? And uh, so I rewound it and found the part where they did. And it's like right when the sequence starts. So it does that IMAX thing. It was perfect. Um, and it makes sense because it's, um, it's directed by John Favreau and mm-hmm. he did, um, I think he's the show, he's the showrunner and he writes, I think at least half of the episodes and he directed the first one. Um, and it, uh, he you know, also directed Iron Man and the Jungle Book and the Lion King and Elf and a bunch of other films. Um, so, you know, I feel like this guy right now, other than Ryan Johnson, is the guy who gets Star Wars the best. Um, I right. think he sort of, you know, has 
makes it his own, but then also sort of makes sure that it feels like the original stuff. I mean, um, actually, I don't think he's the showrunner. I think Dave Filoni is the showrunner, but they work together. And he used to work on the Clone Wars, and I think he was the he was a director on Avatar on the first season of Avatar. Oh, so he's okay. he's got roots way back in animation. And so I think the two of them, I have sort of their finger on the pulse of Star Wars, and it wouldn't surprise me if they either gave him a Star Wars movie or Dave Filoni a Star Wars movie. Um, but I know that there's a bunch of them in development. Um, but anyway, and so that's the first episode directed by him. The second episode is directed by Peyton Reed, who directed uh, Bring It On and the two Ant-Man movies. And I forget what, a bunch of little things like that, sort of mid-sized comedies and stuff. And it's pretty good. It's a little bit different, a little bit smaller, not quite as massive in, in scale and stuff. But um, I really enjoyed it. And then see, episode three should come out anytime, you know, by the time of this recording. But as a whole, I, the two episodes are great. And I mean, it, it's like, like you're watching it and I'm just like, like, what the fuck? Like, how, how do they have money to put this on TV? Because it looks like a movie. Like, it, it looks expensive as fuck. Especially the finale right. of episode one. Like, just like these huge creature designs. And it just looks like the, all of Disney's money is on the screen. Um, and I'm sure that they're spending a pretty penny on it. But it's still a little weird to see that on TV. Because you're like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Especially, you know, um, the actors that they get to play, like, the small bit roles. Right. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's just like, they're like, fuck it, we're going to make so much money off of merchandising from this show. Like, we're going to make so like, even this is going to be the flag that we're putting our, like, Disney Plus on, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it just has to be, they're like, fuck it, bro, I'll spend as much money as you want me to spend on this thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I mean, we're, I... we're going to just make it all back so easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Baby Yoda merch is huge, and then after the disappointing release of the Rise of Skywalker last December, I mean, and then you know with, with that with movies not sort of being in theaters for the foreseeable future, I feel like this is the crown jewel of the Star Wars franchise and maybe even Disney's streaming. I mean, because right now right. you know they have Disney Plus, which has I think the earnings call was this um, today, and they have something like seventy million subscribers. Um, but then they have a bunch of you know. Um, Original series, but this is like the only one that sort of crossed over into the zeitgeist, crossed over into sort of the the popular culture um, in a really noticeable way. I'm sure they'll eventually, well, they will have more because um, it was announced that one um, one division is coming out January fifteenth of twenty twenty one. I was just about to ask about that because that to me seemed like the next thing that was going to be like, hey, watch this specifically. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I think this, I think. Uh, you know, they've had a couple blips here or there, like um, they had Hamilton, Mulan, now this, and then WandaVision. So I think they'll pick up steam and eventually they'll start to spew, spew them out more consistently, kind of like, kind of like Netflix, which has like a new huge series every um, every week, it seems. Yeah. Um, there's John Favreau's, that's how you pronounce it, right? John mm-hmm. Favreau. His career is so fucking weird to me because like, the first thing I remember him in mm-hmm. is, like, off the top of my head, he's in, he, like, always plays this, like, dumb guy comedic role, I feel, or maybe not dumb guy, but, like, um... Like a sidekick? Sidekick, yeah, like, like a kind of, like, asshole sidekick, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like his stick. And so, like, to see him be a showrunner for <laughs> Mandalorian and, and direct and do Iron Man, but like in my head, visually, when I see him, I think of him as like Vince Vaughn's sidekick in uh, Swingers movies. Yeah, yeah, like Swingers and uh, what else? He had the one with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, uh, the breakup. The breakup. He's yeah, yeah. That guy. He's like, I think he keeps telling that Jennifer Aniston's fucking other dudes the whole time. Like, yeah, like, and I think nah, he's she's in, <laughs> in For Christmas too, right? And probably Couples he's, Retreat, the one that where they yeah, like that yeah. one's terrible, but he is in that one. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, like to see that's the character you play, like visually, that's the it, it's not like I see him direct, you know what I mean? I see stuff he's directed, but mm-hmm. you don't see him like in a director's chair, right? Yeah, the yeah. only visual I have of him is being that guy in those shows, or the and fucking the scene, what's his name, ahead. um, Happy Hogan, and uh, yeah, in, in the he's Iron Man, he's always just like kind of com- like just sidekick slash comedic relief. And to think of that dude, like, directing Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, like showrunning Mandalorian is so weird. Yeah, because he... just he, doesn't fit. He did Elf, and then this, this really small movie called Zathura, which is kind of like Jumanji in space. I remember... Right. I, I went to see that one in theaters years ago. And then he did Iron Man. And so he kind of kicks off the MCU. Um, he did, in, like, an episode of The Office. He did Iron Man 2... Uh, he did that movie Chef where he goes around in a food truck and then he did The Jungle Book. And I feel like The Jungle Book was so huge that he kind of has the key to do kind of whatever he wants at Disney. And then now with The Mandalorian as well. So Yeah. Yeah, I forgot um, about about that one. Uh, but yeah, he, he he's really kind of been nailing everything, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's, it's kind of interesting because there's no like, so like, Iron Man's great, and the Lion King. Oh, not the Lion King. The Jungle Book is great, and then this, the Mandalorian is great. But there's really no sort of like trademark to it, right? Like, like through it's just, line. Yeah, there's right. No like, oh, this is where he. This is this is his niche. Like this right. is where he excels. He's just like not kind of do it at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it's like you know, like if you see a Tarantino movie, you know what you know what it is, right? You can see you know when you see it. Same thing with the Nolan movie. Same thing with um. Who's smaller? Like a Michael Bay movie, you know, he, he, you know, they're all, they all make movies. And when you watch them, you're like, yes, of course, that makes sense. That's what they do. That's what they look like. But then you mm-hmm. watch his and they're like, they're not bad. And they're not like plain. They're just like very well made. Right. Like they're just like, it's like, especially like Iron Man. Like they're just like, there's nothing flashy about Iron Man. It's just like fucking well done. Like just rock solid. And I feel like that's how all of his stuff is. Right. And so like, yeah, that's just a very odd thing to not have, like like you said, a Tarantino movie. You're like, I'm getting amazing dialogue. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, all of the dialogue is going to be top notch. Spielberg, you're like every all the action scene. You know what I mean? Like Michael Bay, there's at least explosions, whether he's actually good or not. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like you know exactly everyone's trademark in their movies, but then like fucking his are just like nah, it's just good. It's just <laughs> like rock solid. It's just like the the. The, not plain either. That's what I was saying. It's like you know, you would say plain. They were like boring. Who else is like this? Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who just makes like fucking great, good, solid action movies that I can't think of. Not even like Joss Whedon because Joss Whedon, all of his shit has like awesome dialogue and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. Um, but yeah, either way, it, it mm. all of that it just combined with like what I've seen him in on screen is just the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah. So that's one of the things you've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been playing Shadow of War, which I mentioned before, because I was yeah. like, I'm only like 15 minutes in this, and I feel like it's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I figured out what is. I don't know if it's like a key detail, but basically, there's like when you first start the game, there's these group of people that you're like constantly dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Your main, like your character story, like it jumps from like this group of people, you finish what they're doing. And then like, you're supposed to do the, the hardest thing is that it seems like side missions. It seems like side missions, but your main story actually just jumps over to those. And so like the whole time I was like, I just have all these fucking side missions everywhere. And I don't like, mm-hmm. and then I started doing them and I was like, Oh, Oh, this is the story now. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're not sad. They all like come together. They're more like uh, they, they. I guess you could say that they are more attached to the main story than like they're other... like branches on a tree. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? like instead like... of being like separate completely. Yeah, but they the way it's just introduced I, has to just be bad. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like you you are playing with these people, and these people seem super important. And then they're just done, and I'm like, all I have is other stuff that doesn't seem important at all. Because the other thing is, is there's like one or two missions in each of those other branches that are legitimately side missions, and those are the ones you get first. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're already like predisposed to like, okay, this is the real missions, these are the side missions. And then like, the game doesn't say like, hey, you should go over here now. It's just like, no, it's just these different kinds of missions, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But um, but anyways, I got through it. I finally figured that out. Um, got through it, finished it. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid. Um, I, I got like, uh, what I'm gonna call is the ending, and then there's like, what I'm gonna call like a true ending. Um, so like the first ending, then you get this thing called like the Shadow Wars, and, and it kind of just seems like it's a mechanic to, um give you reason to keep playing if you want to keep playing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there is an ending after a certain point. Um, so it's I'm probably going to push through that as well and get the actual ending and see what it is. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's nothing spectacular, but it's a really solid game, I guess. Like, the story's not really what does it for me. Um, doesn't help. I've never really been into Super Lord of the Rings. Uh, but... It's a really solid game. A lot of the mechanics in the game are new, innovative, fun. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. it had an okay story. Okay. Is, so. this, is this the one that is free to play uh, for November? I believe or did so. I miss it? Okay. I believe okay. it's this one. And there's a game called Hollow Knight, which is also... I, I want to play. It's, it's in a genre, but... Before, I don't even really want to get into that right yeah. now, but uh, I would say if you're into like sides, not side-scrolling games, but like uh, 2D games, like uh, Metroid, um, older arcade kind of games, it yeah. sounds like Hollow Knight is in that same genre, and I've heard it's great. So I guess if you're into that, um, they're called Metroidvanias. Those are those are good. Um, and I heard this is a good version of that. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Would you say that I... Now that you finished it, should I... I mean, I'm definitely going to download it for free because it's, you know, free. Well, quote, free, free. Right. <laughs> um, but would you say that I should... You said you played the other one before, right? Shadow... Yeah. Or uh, not Shadow of War. Um... 
Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, yeah, yeah. Would you say that I should buy... Which one? Should I make an effort to buy the other one or just play this one and I'll be fine or both or... Um, there's... hmm. There's a, like, there's the tiniest bit of lore that, like, kind of carries over in -hmm. terms of, like, who your character is and, um, how, like, why things are the way they are. But it's also very, like, generic Lord of the Ringsy, so you can kind of figure it out. Mm. I hadn't played Shadow of Mordor in years before I started playing this one again. Mm -hmm. And, like, even I don't remember anything about Shadow of Mordor, really. Mm -hmm. I I still get the general gist. Like, I could... Alright, you want want the quick, like, two-minute recap of Mordor for what matters in Shadow of War? Yeah. You play this human guy named Talion. Well, sorry. You... The game starts, you are this man named Talion. Um, he's a ranger at the Black Gate. Uh, you can kind of figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, like your head probably immediately goes to, like, fucking the people uh, in Game of Thrones on the watch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's where your head probably went. And that's basically right. And he gets... He, his family and, mm-hmm. like, his wife and his kid and him all die... But I can't remember exactly what happens. But basically, he's cursed to not die. Um, He just is like... He gets fused with Celebrimbor, who in Lord of the Rings lore is the guy who made the first ring for Sauron, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, And who made all the rings. You know what I mean? He made the, was it, nine rings and then the one ring to rule them all. Um, So uh, Celebrimbor takes goes into Talion's body. So you play as Celebrimbor slash Talion. Um, the the whole Shadow of Mordor, I guess, is just kind of like getting your footing in the world. Shadow of War is basically like, he makes a ring that isn't tainted by Sauron's light, which basically means like he made it without Sauron being there. And so like the one ring to control them all won't affect this ring. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're just trying to get back at Sauron and save all of Mordor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's all you really need to know is that you're like a guy who is basically cursed to not die and you have Celebrimbor who made a new ring. Okay. No, I mean, that. yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. And it's then the second one just cool. drops you into it? Uh, yeah, really. It, it drops you straight into it. You'll run into the group of people I'm talking about. They'll seem like the most important thing and then mm-hmm. you'll just kind of move on. Um, but, but yeah, the one thing that is kind of cool is... Um, the way, it's like I told you that, like if if uh, if an orc like kills you, like a random orc, they'll like name them, give them traits, and put them on this like in this army as like a captain or whatever. Yeah. It it one thing that is kind of cool is that the lore is basically that like because Killabrimbor is like not dead and you can't die. Like every time an orc kills you, you just come back. You know what I mean? Like so so it's accounted for in the lore. Hmm. Um. Like, one game, one thing I will say that I, like, remember hating about Bioshock is, like, Bioshock, you could just die at any minute, and it was not a problem. Like, like yeah. they would just kill you, and you just pop up back at the last machine, and everything would still be as half-dead as when you got there and, like, died. So, yeah. it's like, it, like, there was no penalty to dying. This, there's no penalty to dying, but the lore accounts for it. You know what I mean? It's right, like, it's oh, built into the why. game. Right. right. Like, it may, like it's, not, it's like, why would you come back? It's like, oh, because you literally can't die. Right. Um... And, and so it allows, like, all the other mechanics to work as well as they could without, like, just making you question what the fuck's going on. Right, um, right. 
So, yeah. I would say definitely play it. I don't... I think with that amount of background, you'll be fine. Um, okay. So, I would definitely just start with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to download it. I am playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider right now. Um, I don't think I've talked about it on here, but that's because I, I haven't had a chance to really get into it like I have previous games like Batman or The Last of Us or whatever. But once I finish that one, I'll talk about it on here and I'll start that one. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, definitely get those. I would download Hollow Knight, too. I don't really know if it's going to be your thing, but I would still mm-hmm. download it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's free, free and I can delete old <laughs> shitty games. Exactly. Like World at War or whatever. No, not World at War. War uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Oof, that one was fucking trash, bro. <laughs> yeah, that one sucks. Did I not talk about it on here? I guess I didn't. I don't think so. No, uh, yeah, dude, that thing, that thing was terrible. Like, they have those actors and they all look the same. And then Fergie's husband is like, oh, I'm an asshole here in the war. And, like, each <laughs> level is, like, 20 minutes. And I finished the game in, like, four and a half hours. Like, I'm glad I didn't pay anything for it. But it was just like, ugh, this sucks. That was, like, they really doubled down kind of... Well, here's the deal. So, like, the thing is, I think before that one, I don't think any of them really had campaigns for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all just, like, we're doubling down on multiplayer. We're not even going to try and act like we're putting any effort into, like, a story. Um, but the most recent one, not the one that's about to come out, or I guess it has come out, Cold War, but the one that's currently out, Modern Warfare, um, they, like, doubled back to, like, the first story that got super popular. Mm-hmm. And they basically started it over. So I don't know if it's just going to go in the same direction or if they've made new plans. Um, but they but they actually put a lot of effort into the story. And there's actually... If I can find it, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. There is one mission in that thing that they... I can't remember. They said they put an immense amount of effort into it. Because you're basically doing a raid um, mm-hmm. in in like some building. In which, so, which which game? In the in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the one that's out now. Mm-hmm. You're just doing a raid in some building, and like, it's the most cinematic thing I've legitimately seen in a video game, other than like an actual cutscene. Because you're okay. playing the whole time, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's obviously it is scripted to a degree, but like you can fuck up any of it or do any of it differently. Yeah. If you force it to. So, but it's really cool. I'll I'll have to find it and send it to you. I mean, there was a level like that in world war two where like a, um, a train blows up. Do you remember that? Or like you derail a train? I think so. And like, like you're like on top of a car and like fucking train parts are like, uh, I don't know what the, uh, train cabooses and shit are fucking flying everywhere and I was like holy shit I'm back in Uncharted cause dude it was like <laughs> you like land at your feet and then you like move out the way it's like it was like Uncharted shit where like shit's exploding around you like that one Uncharted sequence in uh, Madagascar where the truck's following you and you're on the motorcycle and you're like yeah. going through like holes and shit and it's like it was like that and for a split second I was like wow this game's good and then it just comes back right back down <laughs> wow this game's great and I'm bored <laughs> yeah yeah and then it like, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I mean, it, it didn't leave much an impression on me. I was kind of like, whatever, but, um, I would have been pissed if I was going to pay 60 bucks for it and I wasn't a big multiplayer. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I paid 60 bucks for it. Do play a lot of multiplayer and it was just not yeah. good. It was just not good. <laughs> like like so that, that was, wasn't worth it. No, the multiplayer was like the worst version of a Call of Duty multiplayer mm. I've had in a very long time. Like it was it was weird because the whole thing was 
I think before that, it was like a Black Ops. So Black Ops kind of went to like this weird, like futuristic alternate timeline. Mm. Like, like you would have like jetpacks, not like like in like little short boosts and special abilities, and like one of the characters is a fucking robot. Yeah. Like, like it, it was super over the top. And they're like World played, War Two. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, it's just right back. Like not even present day, just going all the way back. Because I I played Black Ops Two. And yeah. that's the one where, like, the finale, you're, like, in a fighter jet in L.A., right? I don't I remember. Black Ops, the Black Ops storyline has always been terrible. Um, I liked it, too. I, I thought, too. Yeah, it was, too, because one was, what do the numbers mean, Mason? Right, that's what I'm saying. Even Like, in Black Ops 2, is just a continuation of that, and the shit has never made sense. It's like they made a deep, interesting storyline, and then, like, mm-hmm. you're like, what did you mean by it? And they're like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> Like, what do the numbers mean? And then, like, he was, like, imagining the one guy that was with him the whole time. Do you remember that? like, Fight Club shit, yeah. Yeah, but the thing was, is that dude, like, saved you multiple times. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, for that twist to work, it has to be he didn't do anything the whole time. Right, or it had to be something that I could have easily actually done, and I just thought he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, Call of Duty's kind of gone off the rails, but uh, the most recent Modern Warfare was great. The next one looks kind of iffy, um, because again, they went to like the Cold War. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, I just don't feel like Call of Duty games need to go into the past anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't want to shoot an M1 Garand, you know what I mean? Like, like I just, like... I, <laughs> I'm not interested in using like the most antiquated guns and then just having them be bad because they're supposed to be bad. Right. It's like, it's like I don't want to hear like that ting sound with my gun <laughs> runs out of bullets. Right. It'd be like it'd be like if you played if every like three years a new 2K came out, but it was like basketball in the 60s and like mm-hmm. you didn't have crossovers and you're like, why, why would I play this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I, I, last year I was just Anthony Davis dunking on people, and this mm. year, like this year, I'm this fucking year, Bob Cousy. This year, seventy percent of the players I can choose all shoot underhanded. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh-huh. it's just not a good move, in my right. opinion. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, what else have you had going on recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this past week, or I guess two weeks now, um, Ariana Grande's new album Positions came out. Um and uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's solid. Um, it I I know I we I talked about Sweetener as a whole. Um, when we were talking about songs that blemish an album a couple weeks ago. Yo, um, I I, listened to that fucking song all the way through. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. And the thing is, like every time I bring it up, I I think I was talking to a friend this week, and I was like, we were talking about uh, positions, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's not Sweetener, but, you know, Sweetener's great except for that one song. And she was like, Light is Coming? Yeah, I know. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's ass. <laughs> but as a whole, the album's really, really good. Like, it's sort of her upper echelon, really good album. And then she came out, I think six months after that, she came out with Thank You Next, and that one was pretty good. And I would say this is about, like, 20% not as good as those. It's just a lot of, like, okay stuff, not great. I would say it's, like, like in terms of a comparison, it would be like her, her views or her, uh, the life of Pablo, without mm-hmm. 
weird shit like we you know like <laughs> without actually losing her fucking mind <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you have like you know a couple of you know father stretch my hands or famouses or fades um and then you have a bunch of other shit that's just kind of like ugh. I don't know. you have bleached assholes and stuff i was really worried that when you were going to name the bad versions of the tracks you were going to name one i actually liked and i'm i'm glad it didn't happen cuz like <laughs> i think the beginning like of like 30 life, hours <laughs> I actually, see, I like 30 hours, <laughs> and I like uh, feedback. Feedback is amazing. Mm. But, um, yeah, I was a little worried you were going to hit me with one of those, and I was going to be fucking up uh, my heart. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, sorry. Continue about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, as a whole, the album's pretty good. You know, check it out if you're a fan of hers. Um, I, I think if you are somebody who's like, I don't really get her, I would try Sweetener first, or even Thank You Next first before going to this one, because I think this is just... It's a very, it's not a bad album. It's not an average album. It's just like a little bit below or a little bit above average and just below her average in terms of her own personal, you know, where she's been. Um, like right. I said, it's, you would never suggest, fuck, I, I'm trying to think. It, I was going to name a random Jay-Z album, but like he's got a fucking million of them and I don't know what people. The Blueprint 3. Yeah, the Blueprint 3. You'd never be like, oh, you, you don't know what Jay-Z's got? Listen to the Blueprint 3. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to be like. Listen to Reasonable Doubt. Listen to the Black Album. You're not going to say... Yeah. yeah, the Blueprint. You're not going to say, like, listen to Blueprint 3. Right. Have you heard on to the next one? It's so Jay-Z. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it's definitely better than Magna Carta. So it's... Like, I would say it's there about her... Thir- <laughs> I think it is her Blueprint 3, where you got Run This Town, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. Let's go. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of good songs on there. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I would say, I hope that she takes, you know, maybe two years before the next one. You know, really get some really great songs. I feel like she was kind of firing them out kind of quick, right? Like, or no? Yes. Am I, I mean, imagining that? In the last, what is it? This is her third album in the last 26 months. Yeah, so, okay. That, it, yeah. Like, all right, so when did Sweetener come out? Uh, August 2018. Damn. Damn. All right, so, like, I was like, Wait a minute, Sweetener came out. I remember hearing about that one, and then you said thank you next, and I was like, hold on, that was that was after, and mm-hmm. I was like, that uh, fuck, that just happened, and now there's another album. Right, right, and the thing is that between her previous one, Dangerous Woman, and Sweetener, it was two years. Right. I think a little, actually, a little bit more than two years. Um, so I just want her to take her time, get fucking call Pharrell, get Pharrell's number. Get him to give you some beats again because yeah. that was the best she's ever been. Get, and then let him give you thirteen beats and then you drop the one that the light is coming. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't let him pick all of them. You know, don't just pick whatever he gives you. Um, ooh, I remember what I was gonna say now. It is also her life of Pablo because literally, I believe. Let me let me double check, but I think. Oh boy. I'm gonna say ninety percent of the songs are three minutes or shorter. Oh no. And not even, like, in a good Yeezus way. In the Life of Pablo way. Right. Where it's just, like, disjointed and it doesn't feel like... It just felt like she she made all these songs. Like, these all belong on an album. And then just fucking threw them on there. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, take your time, man. Like, let these songs breathe. We were just talking about that last mm-hmm. week. You know? Uh, uh, here's the, the songs. Uh, 237, 253, 247, 229. Okay, here's a good one. 259. Or 359. Okay, good job. Good job. 304. Good job. 328. Good, good. 320. Uh, uh, 238. Okay, three minutes. 212. I'm like, 212? Are you kidding me? Give me- <laughs> right. What are you even, like, 
what are we even putting together that feels like a full song? You know what I mean? It'd right. be like if I wrote an essay and every paragraph was actually only three sentences. Exactly. It's like, give me some fucking meat. Give me like a nice four minute song. Literally, none of them are four minutes. The closest one is, I think, 359 or 358. And the best song on the album, POV, is 321. Yes. There you go. Three and a half minutes. That's the best song length. Right. Yeah, that's... that's kind of, Like, we were talking about it before, but like, at least, like, Jesus did it, but also, at least Jesus was like... I feel like that was the goal. You know what I mean? Jesus yeah, was yeah, trying to yeah. fucking beat your brains against the dashboard of your car. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, and even and even that one. Um, there's I still think, some like guilt trip. I think is kind of long. Blood on the leaves. Is, I yeah, think, blood like, on the leaves is kind of long. Six yeah. minutes. I think most of them. Yeah, three, two. Uh, I am a guide is almost four. New slaves is four and some change. Hold my liquor is five and actually, some change. Actually, you know, hold on. D- take this back because there's only one song on this album that's shorter than three minutes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Sorry, two. two. Send it up is at 258. It 2.58, almost. Like barely. Yeah. So I guess I don't know why they feel short. Maybe because it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's because it's. First of all, it's a short album if there's only 10 songs. And then secondly, again, they're all like trying to beat your fucking brains into the decks. Mm-hmm. Like, super aggressive, super fast-paced. They fucking... Once they start going, in, like it just goes until it stops and then we jump into the next one. You know what I mean? Right. Well, whereas the song may be four minutes, it's going at you for all four minutes and then you're just jumping right into the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Look, all of these have... What's his name? Uh... Daft Punk. I'm looking at the producers for um, Jesus and Travis Scott's and a bunch of these and Daft Punk. I didn't know that. Really? Huh. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> like, it makes sense, but I, I just like always the heard... audio. You know what I mean? Like when you hear like, when you think of what the songs sound like, what the sound it's going for, like yeah. you're like Daft Punk. And I was like, well, I don't think he's talking about Ariana Grande's album. <laughs> so he's <laughs> probably talking about Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, overall enjoyed it. If you are an uh, an old fan like myself, then you enjoyed it. If you are a new fan, check out the other ones first and sort of you know see the best first, and then if you like it, you know you'll come to appreciate this one. I think a little bit more. Right, absolutely. All right, so then uh, I guess the last thing we want to talk about that we've watched, listened to, or played recently, right, is something that we have both uh, both watched and finished, which mm-hmm. is Queen's Gambit. Um. Yes. I believe, obviously, last week was the giant Kanye episode, uh, mm-hmm. but the week before that, you mentioned that you had started, Yes. and the thing I remember you saying was you would like, you were at an episode that was like right in the middle of Mexico City. Um, right. So, I started, I hadn't started watching it yet when we talked about it, but in that two-week span, I watched it and finished it. It was extremely solid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have just because it's something to talk about, but like a few like kind of minor gripes. Um, yep. so it, do you, do you have anything you want to say before we start getting into like nitpicking anything? Yeah. 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 I was completely wrong. I would listen to the episode where we, where I talked about Yo, it. I was editing and you were like a biopic and i was like i don't think this is supposed to be a biopic <laughs> yeah i thought it was a biopic that's the thing is like just the way it was set up i mean it 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 like like i said when we did um when i brought up dewey cox you know right she has to remember her whole life before the greatest match of her life right yeah it's exactly what happened in this one so i was like oh like it's all here like it's all yeah. all the chemicals and ingredients of a biopic are here 
And so then I finish it. I, I literally watched the whole thing thinking it's real. <laughs> and so then, <coughs> excuse me. And so then I get all like I finish it. I'm like, that was really good. That was a good ending. Like, Let me look and, up some more about this person. Yeah, they're like, I was like, I want to see. You saw all happened. about that person because well, there's first, no other. <laughs> my first fucking clue was that they didn't do that classic like you know like uh, Elizabeth. They Norman, went like, on the to yeah like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey Cox died three minutes after this picture was taken. <laughs> it's like that. It's like they didn't give me that Elizabeth Harmon. You know, she grew up. She went to live on the rest of her life in where is she from? Cincinnati or Louisville or whatever the fuck she was. Kentucky. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, that's weird. They usually Lexington. put that. Lexington. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, that's weird. They didn't put that. They usually do that. Hmm. They must have. Maybe it's about something else. And so then I googled it, and I was like, I was like Elizabeth Harmon, and the thing that came up was like Elizabeth Harmon, erotic novel writer from like the nineties. I was. Like, what the fuck? And then I googled it and I was like, wait, you're like, is wait, this she, real? You're like, wait, she plays chess and writes porn? <laughs> I thought I was like, what the fuck? That was what a hard turn. And then I was like, oh wait, this isn't real. This is based on a book. Oh shit. And then I listened to the episode this morning, or you know, today when the, or you know when it came out, where I talked about it, and I was like, it's a biopic, it's based on this woman who was prodigy. I was like, god damn, I was way off. But I didn't Google it when I was talking about it because I there's been times when this has happened where like I Google it and they're like died of a drug overdose and I'm like God well there I spoiled it for myself <laughs> and I was excited Yo, that, because I was that happened to me so I started I started watching Naruto right at one point uh-huh. this is a while ago um, I started watching Naruto and there's like Naruto then there's Naruto Shippuden which is like them older um, uh-huh. and then there's apparently a new one called out called Boruto. Um, which mm-hmm. is like, um, I think Naruto's like son is the main character, but like I looked up and this was fucking stupid. I mm-hmm. looked up, I Googled Naruto versus Boruto because I didn't know what Boruto was. And like in my head, I was like, is this going to be like, uh, I talked about this before, like full metal alchemist versus full metal alchemist brotherhood where like one's just a bad version of the other. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like Naruto versus Boruto, and then it told me like the like the leader of their clan is called the Hokage, mm-hmm. right? And, and like you you first meet Naruto in the show as like a fucking middle schooler, and he's like, "I'm gonna be the next Hokage." Um, and like I looked up Naruto versus Boruto, and it was like, "Who would win in a fight, Hokage Naruto?" And I was like, "Well, uh... <laughs> I was like, God damn it, that's not what I wanted." <laughs> <laughs> And you're like God, and you like you like you read it, right? And you're I, th- I forget what else has happened to me before, but like you read it and you you want your mind to like erase it, but you can't because you already read it, you already saw it. And you're like God, God. And you know what's it. fucked up? It, it, there are I've done that with things and like l- basically legitimately forgotten about it, and then all of a sudden I'll just be sitting there like doing something completely irrelevant, and my head will be mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, by the way, you know that like like I will watch a show. Accidentally spoil something something for myself. Three months later, I haven't finished the show yet, and then my brain will be like, "Oh, by the way, you know that person dies," and I'm like, "Why? Oh like okay, I hadn't thought about it again in three it. months." <laughs> exactly. And so that's why I, I, I didn't want that. And so I literally was like, I'm, and it was amazing because I was watching. I was like, this is awesome because usually all biopics I've seen, I at least know, you know, enough to, to win or to answer a couple of trivia games about this person. Right. This is somebody who I know nothing about. Like, this is just amazing. <laughs> I wonder like, why. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I was like, I don't know anything about this woman. It's like, like I know this Bobby. person came out of thin air. Nowhere. 
Um, because like I know, um, what's his name? Bobby, Bobby Fisher. Fisher. That's right. the one that everyone knows. I've heard there's a movie called Searching for Bobby Fisher, yep. which I'll bring back up again this episode. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I, I, that's a chess movie. So like Bobby Fisher, I've also heard it was very good. Um, yeah. But like everyone knows Bobby Fisher. Right. 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 And so, uh, but yeah, that that's the only thing that I that I have to add in terms of just like, um, addendums. I do have some thoughts in um. I I have read some a couple of things that sort of have quailed my thoughts on it a little bit. Where like I'm more like you said, it's incredibly solid. Whereas before, early on, I was much more high on it. But I do think it's fucking great. See, I think I'm actually still higher on it. the the couple The couple things that were problems for me were kind of in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is a super minor gripe, but like. Her visualizing the, the chess pieces on the ceiling, mm-hmm. like, when she's young, was, like, the most dumb, annoying thing to me. I don't know what it was, but it was mm-hmm. just, like, the, the, like this visual just didn't work for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, she's out here just, like, fucking, at the age of, like, eight, like, taking drugs and just, like, doing chess on the fucking ceiling. And I was like, please. <laughs> like what are we talking about right now <laughs> and and what's funny is like it didn't bother me when it happens again you know what i mean like like yeah because it happens much later again and you're like and like it wasn't it didn't bother me at all that time but for some reason just like, like oh, i'm just taking drugs and watching chess on the ceilings in the shed you know what i think it was i think it was that they took the shadows from like the tree outside and were like here's a chess board and i was like what <laughs> like people i don't think people's mind works like that like i don't think yeah. like they they just see the shadows like no i'll just move all these leaves over here and now it's a chess board um but yeah that was annoying uh I feel like Benny Watts was supposed to look cool. I feel like people were supposed to look at Benny Watts and be like, "Wow, he's cool." And I was like, "This kid looks like a fucking nerd." <laughs> he looks like a. He looks like that. Uh, did you see it uh, after the election was called? There was that cowboy lawyer. Yes. He was like, I'm going up to Philadelphia, <laughs> and it's like he looked just like Benny Watts. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he was supposed to look cool. Mm-hmm. Like, also, I don't know who that actor is, right? I was, Ooh, the guy who played him? Yeah, the guy who played Benny Watts. He seemed familiar, but I don't know he, who he is. He was in Game head. of Thrones. Who was he in Game of Thrones? He was uh, Jojen Reed. That I wish I had watched more Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, <laughs> he was with um, uh, um, not Ben. What was his name? Who was the guy who couldn't walk? Bro- Bran. He was with Bran. He, uh, that guy and his sister took Bran across the the wall. Oh, in the north. okay, okay. Yeah, so, he's also in. Um, he was a kid in Love Actually. All right, let's see. Hold on, Thomas Brody Sangster is his name, and this is going to be important for the Thomas. Already forgot the name I just said. Brody Sangster. There we go. It says Star Wars. Apparently, he's in Star Wars somewhere. Um, okay, he seemed familiar. Wish. Holy shit, bro! All right, first of all. My first point was going to be, I assume he's supposed to be an adult because he's got the mustache. He's living by himself in New York. Yeah. He's supposed to, I think he's supposed to look cool. I think he's supposed to be an adult, but my man looks like he's 12. Um, 
<laughs> he looks like he's 12 and someone pasted a fucking mustache on him. And then I just looked up just now and he's 30 years old. <laughs> he's Holy shit. Two years older than me. This dude. <laughs> this dude looks like he could be in middle school right now. <laughs> like, he looked like he was seven in love actually, but he was... What, what year is love actually? He was 13. He was 13. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Nah. He was, but, in, uh, he was in The Force Awakens, apparently. It looks like a cameo. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right, but yeah, either way, he he's apparently 30, um, and he, again, I was like, I think this guy's supposed to be an adult, but I can't really mm-hmm. tell like that was like. Because <laughs> they also talk about him as a prodigy, like a child prodigy, but mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to get the impression that that was a while ago, <laughs> like, but I can't tell that might have been yesterday. Um... But yeah, I think they, that he was supposed to look cool, and he does not. Um, other than that, I mean, I think it was really solid. I feel like they could have maybe... Hmm. Alright, so here's the deal. Because I'm not good at like analyzing and, and like running themes through on shows. So yeah. like I, I'm going to say this, and I realize that there's a solid chance that this would actually make the show worse. Um, but like... I feel like they possibly could have done more with, like, the whole relationship between her and her mom. Like, I feel like it got across everything it wanted to, but I feel like there might have been some left on the table. The real mom or the, yes. the adopted mom? Yeah, not the not the adopted mom. I feel like we got enough of her. I was, I was like, I was a little tired of her. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, God rest her soul. And I was like, <laughs> <"Wee!"> um, <laughs> But, uh, like, the real mom. I, I don't. It may have, uh, it may have made everything too obvious and kind of like, I don't know what the word is, what I'm looking for here. Like, there's a certain amount of art in leaving things unsaid, but like also giving you everything you really need. Yeah. You may have lost some of like that magic if you Mm. like delved into it more, but I feel like there's a chance some of, some meat was still left on the bone on that. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I have a similar... So I, I do... I guess I do have another addendum to make because last time I talked about how, like, I liked that they didn't explain the chest to you. That they go, like, here's how it plays. Like, here's how she reacts to it. You have to read off, read it off her eyes and her expressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they play so much that I'm, I was like, I kind of want to know what the fuck is going on. Because, yeah. like, literally, like, at the end, you know... They're playing, I'm like, she's supposed to be the best. And I'm like, I don't get this game. Like, at least tell me, like, the basics, right? Um, You know, show it to me. Like, you know, you don't have to, you know, explain it everything in detail. But at least be like, well, this takes that. You know, they kind of go, well, he, this is the Queen's Gambit. But, you know, or this is the Sicilian Defense or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, like, what does it mean? Like, what is the difference? And, like, they, they kind of touch it when she, they go, well, she's very aggressive, right? She always attacks. She's always attacking. And I think I think that's the thing is that I don't think they wanted to get bogged down in that. Because as much as this show is about chess, it's really not. Like, like, like chess is happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's more just about her. You know what I mean? Like, like it's... You could replace... Let's put it this way. You could replace chess with a ton of different things in this scenario, and and the movie could have been the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like any other skill or competition, and and I feel like this movie, you could have played the same plot points. But, like, I feel like the the amount they give you, like like they said, like, she plays super aggressive. They talk about, um, you know seeing the 
It, like, like they they give you enough contrast between uh, the the Russian guy being like slow, methodical, right? Like you know, A does B, then B does C, then C does D. Whereas they talk about how like she just kind of plays it fast and loose, sees like the art in it. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. is very eccentric in the way she plays, and I feel like they give you just enough, in my opinion, like just enough to 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 get by. And without, like, bogging you down. That's another one of those things where, like, there's probably meat left on the bone. But on that one, to me, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you start, like, really going into it, then, like, there's a chance that some people are going to be like, I don't, I don't give a shit enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. care whether the Sicilian, whether her Sicilian's open or closed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, they mention the Sicilian and it's because the only reason they even mention it, it seems like, is because it's A, the most common, but B, what she's most comfortable with. So, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the dilemma. You know what I mean? Right. That you run into at, at one point. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I am I am split on it. Like, I do want them to show me, but then I'm also like, fuck yeah, they didn't show me. Like, I can I can pick it up on this, right? Like, I'm like, you know, it's like, uh, I want to have my cake in 82. Like, I want them to be subtle and not have to explain everything, but I would like for them to explain maybe just a little bit. Right. Um... I did, but then they so, could fuck up and explain too much, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, I, like I, I can read. I'm I can not fucking... actually trying to play chess, okay? Right. I'm <laughs> not a child, you know. I can I can pick it up on my own, right? So it's like a it's a delicate balance, and I also think so. You know how you're talking? It could be about anything, right? Yeah. I think um, I I sort of am okay either way in terms of the ending and the people that her that she has left. So. You know, you said it could be about anything. So it could easily be about drumming and therefore it could be about like whiplash. Right. You know, and the tragedy of whiplash, which I know it's not what everything is going, every single show about somebody great doing something is headed for. But the what I love about whiplash is that it's ultimately a tragedy about somebody who pushes everybody away in the pursuit of being this fucking amazing person with a gift and then honing that gift until it, he's left alone it's just him and this monster on stage and that's it Mm -hmm. um and so for this one it's sort of the opposite where like at the end she sort of is a jerk but then she pushes some people away but they're still there and they like want to give her second chances and third chances and stuff and then at the end you know she gets that phone call and then at the other end it's people who she wasn't expecting and i was a little bit like well it's a little bit convenient but kind of like how I've, I've said before about stuff you know at that point they're playing with house money so I'll, yeah. i took it i was like yeah i'm okay with it and like, also you know, i think i think they they set it up enough you know what i mean yeah because she has the conversation with the one guy you know and he's like that's the difference between russians and the u.s and the thing is, is that's also like a real i i've looked up some things and read some things <laughs> like that's a that was a real difference in in how chess happened you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like Americans did consistently go to Russia and get rocked. Um, and it was because in Russia they have teams. And in America it was like, no, I'm the best chess player. And so, like, I do everything solo. So, I think they set up that enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so that it doesn't – it does feel, like, a little, like, oh, that's convenient. But on the other end, like, uh, at least they put in the effort. You know what I mean? Like, at least all of a sudden it wasn't just – them on the phone out of nowhere. So right, right. Same. It was like, wait. But then I was also like, wait, how did he get, what's his name's phone number? And how did he get up to New York? And wait, wait, wait. And how are they calling? What, whatever. But it was like, like I said, like, I was like, fine. Like, I'm, I'll take it. I'm right. okay with it where this is going. Like, I'm good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that like that's yeah. I, I think it was very solid. It does the ending feels. It does feel a little weird, right? Like something. It, I I feel like. I feel like it almost tied the bow too perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like it was like and. We're done. You know what I mean? And it was just like right. I mean, she's like, like and she's like, I'm gonna get out of the car and and walk down these streets. Yeah, and then like I guess like I guess what I'm saying is like I don't know what all that like what that's supposed to say, like mm-hmm. about the character. Like like I, I I don't know what you're trying, what message or thought or through line you're trying to get across by like the way this movie ended or mm-hmm. this show ended. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, very solid movie though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely recommend it. I, I keep mean, it's... saying movie; it, it's definitely a TV show, but also, it, I do think it has movie quality to it. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and it, you know, it's directed or it was created by the guy who wrote um, Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight, and he wrote Logan and okay. Minority Report. So he, you know, he's he's done movies, and so it, that's why it sort of has that cinematic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, that, that does bring me to a thing though, which is that Mm -hmm. I, I've noticed that anytime I start to do something or find something even remotely interesting, I like full fledged dive into it. So like Mm -hmm. I started like trying, well, I went golfing like once or twice recently and like, then I was like, I'm going to watch like all these videos about golf. I'm going to, like, read stuff about golf and read articles about golf. Like, like I don't know. It's just, like, once I find anything interesting, I'm like, oh, I want to know everything about it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I literally have downloaded an app to play chess and <laughs> and have a book in on my desk right now that's called how to play winning chess. And it got it. Like, it's like a book all about like notations and openings because that shit was so interesting to me just in this mm-hmm. show. I was like, no, nah, I want to know how to play chess now. Like, in my head, it's like, I'm like that with everything. I'm like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. the next grandmaster chess player. <laughs> like, like after I watch a fast and furious movie, I'm like, boy, I really wish I could just drift through every fucking turn right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I watched the matrix. I'm like, I just want to fist fight everyone. I know Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, now I have a book on chess. So, uh, if you, if anybody listening wants to play chess, fuck with me. Okay. I'm uh, I'm gonna have answers. I'm gonna have an actual fucking opening that has a name. Oh, it's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when you ask me if my Sicilian's clothes are open, I'm gonna have an answer for you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna know exactly what it means. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so that's that's what we've been watching, mm-hmm. listening to, uh, playing, mm-hmm. all that. Um the the next thing I wanna talk about mm-hmm. is um do you want to touch on the election shortly? Yeah, yeah, just kind of like, um, just very quickly, just sort of, you know, where we were. Which I guess I could m- move into the next topic, which was I moved this weekend, so I'm recording oh, yeah. for the first time in my new closet, oh, uh, which shit. is a little bit, just a little tiny bit more spacious than the last one. I can actually move my oh, legs in this fuck. one. Look at you moving on. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I moved this weekend, and dude, I'll tie this into the election, but dude, like <sighs> moving sucks dude moving sucks so much i don't know what uh, i guess the last time you moved was into your house correct right 
Um, so oh, but I've done some shitty moves. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just it's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, I think Did you uh, have to move any large furniture in. Two uh, two uh, couches up to the third floor, and Oof. it was just all right. What? Hey, do, put, all right, hold on. Here's gonna be the fucking true test of a champion right here. Do do your couches recline at all? No, no, thank oh, fuck. fuck, bro. I had to take a reclining couch up to the second floor of an apartment building. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know, but reclining couches are infinitely more heavy because they have all they the all, metal framework yeah, underneath. Yeah, parts to be able shit. To yeah, the yes. springs and shit. Yeah. It, it's so heavy. It oh was so God, dude, I can't shitty, even. bro. <laughs> it was just like at the top, you know, when you get to the top wherever you're going, you want to fucking do like the Hulk and pick up the thing and just fucking fling it <laughs> into the sky. Be like, Fuck yeah. this. Hey, that is... I moved a chair out of that apartment. There were no cars. Uh-huh. There were no cars like in front of where we dropped the like our balcony was. Yeah. And so I like I had a guy down there and I was like, Do you think I could just push this over the balcony? Because the thing oh, also when we moved into the apartment, the front door, like it was like a small zigzag, right? So like if you when you open the front door into the apartment, the first thing in front of you was like it was a tiny alcove in a wall, like within arm's reach. Like you could touch the wall in front of you and mm-hmm. you turn slightly left and there was the kitchen and you turn slightly right and you like go into the rest of the apartment. Mm-hmm. But that kitchen being there meant there was a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Separating the kitchen from the rest of the, the apartment. Mm-hmm. We moved that couch in, the mm-hmm. reclining couch that was mm-hmm. already heavy as shit. And like we could not get it around that zigzag through the oh. front door. So then I was like, fuck it. Like, we got it partially in, and I was like, here's what I'm going to do. Like, I told the guy, I was like, all right, we're going to put a blanket on one side of it so that when I lift it, it's not going to scrape all the paint off one side of the wall, right? And just slide along the blanket. So we went to lift it, and we pulled the whole fucking counter off the cabinets. Like, like, I didn't realize the corner was catching, so we were, like, lifting. And it was, like, lifting the counter off of the cabinets. And then when it finally came loose, it slammed shut super hard. I was like... I don't know if we just broke something, but I'm going to just act like we didn't. Just going to keep it moving. Let's get mm-hmm. this couch in here because I'm done with it. <laughs> right. And they just be like, fuck this bullshit. I hate, I hate moving. I hate this. Is, this sucks. This is terrible. Yeah. And, like, I think I've mentioned on here, on here before where, like, you know, when I moved from where I was before before to where I was before, um, I, I realized I should have gotten movers because I was like, I had so much extra crap. And then this time I knew I had more crap because I had, you know, a couple of shelves and like the mm-hmm. kitchen table, which I didn't but have. You didn't before. hire no fucking movers, did you? No. My, I, was like, <laughs> I asked my dad, I was like, hey, can you come help me? And I, I mean, and it was easy with his help and my, you know, my mom and my girlfriend. And, you know, it was, it went better than I thought it was going to go in terms of like not needing movers. Right. But dude, next time I'm definitely getting movers, which I said last time, but I mean it this time. Like, dude, like it just sucks. Here's dude. the deal. Just... I'm going to keep up. I'm, I'm not going to keep up a front. I will never get a fucking mover, bro. I'm not <laughs> paying somebody to move my shit. Like, like uh, the mover sounds great, but I swear, I here's the deal. A mover sounds great, and it mm-hmm. would be great. The moment I call someone, I call a mover, and they're like, $500. I'm going to be like, nope, bro, fuck it. We're moving it myself. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I'm going to just be miserable for the next three days. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna save this five hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, I, that's how I feel now. Like, like, um, I moved in. It's gonna be a week ago now, yeah. tomorrow, 
And I'm already, like, I tried to unpack as quickly as possible, put all the decorations up, everything. So, like, I am, right before this recording, I finished putting up the last thing. So, I am done. But it feels nice, because then now it's, like, the, the lease is a little bit shorter. It's only 10 months. But now, like, I can live for 10 months without having to worry about putting stuff up and packing and stuff. And I literally, as I was unpacking, I was like, whenever I leave this place, it is going to suck so hard having <laughs> to put all of the shit back into boxes, because it was so terrible, and it just Yo, you so got bad. the Sunday scaries 10 months in advance, bro. Dude, that's, that's the exact same feeling! It's the exact same feeling, yes, that, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, this is gonna suck having to do this, but it's like, I have 10 months to live, and just be like, living in this apartment, and feeling like home and stuff, right? Right. So, we'll see where I am, or if I extend, or where I go, or whatever, but it just, yeah, it's just, oh, I mean, it's just terrible. It was just terrible. And, like, even with family, like, it was nice seeing my parents and, like, you know, having them help. But, like, the, like my dad, literally, he was like, we should have gotten smaller couches. And he's like, when we move these out of here, we're just going to fucking throw them off of the third-story balcony and just... And hope it. to God no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't clip on the second one and, like, swing into the... <laughs> Oh, God, some person's just out there fucking smoking a cig on their second store back. Get like a fucking And a whole tunes. damn couch just fucking rocks their shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just ass. But, it, it, but, well, we got lucky because it was like a high of 70 all weekend. So that was the nice thing. That was the one nice thing is that the weather didn't fuck us. Um, right. So that was good. Um, but then in the middle of it, literally in the middle of it, we were moving boxes from Sydney's uh, SUV. And then I get uh, the notification that they called the election. And I was like, wait, guys, stop. Hold on. Look, look. The election was called. And they were like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, they, my mom had told me on like Wednesday morning or Wednesday noon, you know, when it was starting to look, starting to look more like Biden's way. Right. She was like, they say they might not call it until Saturday. And I literally was like, OK, sure, mom. All right. Whatever. And it was fucking Saturday when they called it, and I was like, wow, I guess, Mom, you you were right. <laughs> I don't know who your sources are, but uh, top notch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty uh, happy with the way the election went. Um, not so happy with how the after-election stuff is going. Uh, <laughs> yes. A lot of, like, uh, tepid laughter, like, ha, 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 like, this is going... Like we did win, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like yeah. everyone okay. else is gonna, like, we're gonna just move along like we're supposed to, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, preparations are starting, right? Like, no weird shit? But the no thing rat is, fucking? Is, yeah, okay. no, but there's a lot of rat fucking. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of attempted rat fuckings. It's just, uh -huh. they keep dropping the rats. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll see how it goes and we'll see where we end up. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, your team's up big in the fourth, late in the fourth quarter. And you're like, I don't want to celebrate because I've been here in places before where I've gotten fucked. And like, you know, I don't, you know, as it's like a, it's like being a Falcons fan. I'm like, you know, I've been in situations <laughs> where shit's been fucked up. So like, I'm not celebrating until it's, you know, triple zeros on the clock. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, there's this. There is a video, though, that's hilarious to me, and it it is hilarious, you know, somebody's probably not going to find it hilarious, but I don't care. It's this video of this guy in Pennsylvania, right? And, mm -hmm. like, a reporter's talking to him with a microphone, and he's, you can't really tell, but apparently he's a Trump supporter, and he's like, you know, he's like, I want to, he was like, I want us to count every vote. He's like, I, they need to count my vote, and, and then he was like, uh... He was like, you know, and, and if, if uh, you know, if they count all the votes and we don't win, we just got to hold that L. 
like, he's like, we just gotta hold that out. And he's like, keeps like just randomly saying, like, you know, I'm from Philly. And he like opens his jacket. He's got a Carson Wentz jersey on. He's like, we're not playing. Like, he was like, the Eagles aren't aren't playing good, but we're not like trying to shut the whole season down. So you know, we just gotta count every vote. And, you know, we might have to hold the L. <laughs> and what's great is that I don't know the timing on it. Like, I don't know how earlier it had this had been called before mm-hmm. they they showed him. But he clearly had not had the information relayed to him. And the woman's like, yeah, yeah. And he, he's like, uh, he said something like, how's it looking or something like that. And she was like, well, they, they called Pennsylvania for Biden and, like, his first of all, his voice is clearly like raspy because he's been like yelling out there with this like sign the whole time. Mm. So he's like, you know, we're talking Philadelphia, and, and you know, and, like he's just talking like that. And she's like, well, yeah. they've called Pennsylvania for Biden, and he's like, no, <laughs> like it's the raspiness in his voice and how he was just like, we might have to hold that L. We gotta count every vote, and they're like, well, they've counted. He's like, no. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> she kills me every time. It's like so distraught. <laughs> it, but like, and he's like, he's trying to yell, but he doesn't have the voice. He's like, no. Like, this shit kills me so much. Oh, God. Uh, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what my favorite meme was. Oh, God, I can't remember. There was a good Django one that was a little problematic, but I that one made me laugh. Uh, what was another one? I can't think of anything, but yeah, I mean, it was like everybody, and that's the thing though, though, is that, you know, usually the best moments on Twitter are when everybody's talking about the same thing. So it used to be anytime, well, before fucking like five years ago, but it would be when Kanye West would tweet something. Right. Because usually everybody would talk about it. Like, you know, you would have political people talking about it, music people, you know, everybody. So he was sort of like the guy who, you know, he tweeted, everybody would talk about it no matter what. Right. Um, awards season is sort of around that one depending on the award super bowl night is probably my favorite twitter night because everybody's talking about the same thing so you know it's sort of like a giant communal thing um and so this one was a situation you know it would have been like that this is would have been a moment where that was happening but i was moving and so i was like (laughs) they're like dad hold on give me a 10 minute break i want to check twitter and he's like no we got to keep moving and i was like god damn it i'm just trying to get these tweets out man (laughs) You're you're like you're like damn you but we do have to keep just moving like 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 deep down, you're like fuck this guy, but you're also like, nah, he's right. Though. I was like, I, I know, but we're losing sunlight. <laughs> yeah, we're like, losing sunlight. It's gonna get dark at five. All right, we gotta keep moving. So I, I missed like the, the the prime Twitter time, but I saw most of the good stuff afterward. Yeah. So um, the last thing we'll talk about just super quickly is uh the NBA season. Yeah. Um, so it is apparently starting. What uh, what's do we know what the actual date they have? said they're going to start i know it's just before christmas right yeah they want to do i believe it's uh december 22nd they want to start the season and i think they want to do 72 episodes 72 episodes yeah um oh sorry 72 (laughs) games sorry Uh, yo this this season on the nba um but uh yeah so um you know, there are some people, uh, mainly LeBron, that are not yeah. happy about the season starting this year because he just finished the fucking finals like, like a month ago. I think, yeah, right? Like that. I think yeah, it's like, like literally. I, I was in DC. Two? I think it's literally like a month ago, like tonight, like today. Okay, so like a month ago, and so 
the thing is, is I get where he's coming from, right? Like, I, just a month ago, you were playing in the finals. You're playing more games than everyone. You're, you're getting older. You're putting a lot of miles on it. You you know, you need the rest in between seasons. But, like, on the other hand, like, what do you really expect to happen? Because, like, at some point, I, like... I will 90% of the time side with players, I guess, over owners. Yeah. Like, at some point, you got to be like, well, then if we push this season back further, then we're we're basically going to end up losing a whole season. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, if we keep pushing them back, like, we'll end up with two seasons in three years. And that's, like, kind of a lot of money just just like, leave on the table. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is actually just one of those situations where it's just not a good answer. Like, somebody's going to get screwed, like... You probably have to start the season soon. I don't really have a better answer for you, but like, I don't know that you can really keep pushing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, though. Yeah, I I would have like I would have been okay with them. I think maybe if they would have cut down on the games, it's kind of hard, right? Because it's like you want to cut down on the games, but then you don't want to cut them down so much that they don't have you know like enough to make money off of them, right? right. So like. I think the MLB had, what, 60 games or 60-something games this year, which is down from, like, 162, which is insane. Right. It always has been insane. Um, but then this is – they're only down 10 to 72 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I feel like they should have done 50-something and then just given them more time in between. Yeah, but like 60. And yeah, I, I feel like 60 would have been a decent compromise. Yeah. That's 20 yeah, games. Yeah, it's a quarter. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that have been a good compromise, but like like I said, I just feel like, I mean, realistically, somebody was going to be unhappy about it either way. And like this one to me doesn't feel like the NBA is trying to shit on anybody. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like the NBA is just like looking at the numbers and just being like, "Well, we kind of got to start it soon." So I exactly, mean, it's like we need these, we need we need the games. What do you want us to do? Especially right. Christmas Day. Like I would not mind if LeBron played on Christmas Day and then didn't play for like two weeks. Right. Which, but it's you know it's. It sucks because you want him to get as many games as he can in because he's running out of time to get that scoring record, right? Right. But then you don't want him to play too many because it risks him getting hurt, thereby costing us more time for him to get the scoring record, right? right. So it's like about finding this balance where like you want to play a bunch of games, but then like you don't want to – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't want to play on Christmas and then skip two weeks because those are games you're missing out to get the record, right? So you yeah. want to do maybe like – play one take one off or maybe not play as hard but i think having anthony davis there and having i think he's probably has his confidence at an all-time high um he could probably take over and you know make him make him make that his team and then just you know have lebron come in and add a little bit extra when they need it also it's not like lebron doesn't load do like load management every year you know what i mean like it's yeah. Like, I know it's not the same break, but, like, it's not like they're going to play you every game and you're just going to get worn out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, all LeBron has to do is, like, fucking tap his coach on the shoulder and just be like, nah, not today, fam. And the coach is going to be like, all right, we don't have LeBron today. <laughs> yeah, like, Frank, yeah, Frank Vogel is going to be like, no, LeBron, you got to play. Like, no, fuck no. He got, Le- you know, he got Frank Vogel that ring. He should shut up and know his role. Yeah. Um, <laughs> know your role. And yeah, shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Frank. But it doesn't matter who you are. No, my favorite version of that is he's doing an interview and he's like, and one day God's going to come down to you. <laughs> he's going to say, well, Billy, and you're going to say, 
my name's not. It doesn't matter what your name is. Because just the visual of God coming down from heaven and then you say something just like, it doesn't matter what your name is. Oh, God. Yo, The Rock was the golden age. Have you seen that freestyle with John Cena where he battle raps a fan? Oh, my. Why did you tell me this? <laughs> Why Here. is this the thing I know that happened now? <laughs> like I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play a little bit of it. I, my oh friend boy. showed me this years ago, and I was because you know I like John Cena. He's always you know he's. It would have been nice to have for him to be have a a heel turn before he left. Right. But. Let me see. Is he officially done now? I think. It's a white guy. <laughs> That's the, hey, here's John Cena. Pants and the the jean shorts, the jean shorts. Yes, yeah, so the the, the the what is it called? The what's the type of hat? But it was upside down. Oh my god, it's like a hat without a top. Oh my god, a visor. My brain. A visor. Yes, and you would wear the visor upside down, yeah. sideways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was real. He was really a thug, dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It, it, that's where you get your street cred is how sideways and upside down your fucking visor is. Bro. And the chain with the lock with the lock on it. <laughs> See, that's why people hated him. Like, uh-huh. I understand that. Like, he's a good guy, and like the he was like a company guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, at a certain point, you gotta stop pushing him like this. I mean, look yes, at you him. gotta give him a chance to do something. I mean, the fact that they never just like, I guess. They just never wanted to break. They never went Hollywood Hogan with him. They never went, you know. The only thing I've heard is that, like, John Cena himself was also resistant to it. Mm. Because, yo, this is a super random fact that I know. But, like, if you've... I looked this up once, and I don't know how to find it. I don't know how to find this information. But if you search hard enough, you will find it. Which is that, like, all the, like, athletes, celebrities... Mm. Uh, fam- like anybody that's famous, like when they do the Make a Wish thing for kids, mm-hmm. like the John Cena is far and away like the guy who's done the most of those. Oh yeah, yeah, I have heard. Like, yeah, like he, bro, they must he must show up every fucking week for a different kid. Like they're like like Make a Wish. It's like I don't know what the numbers are, so I can't even throw out these fake numbers. But it's like. He's like over three times as much, like as often as the guy that like has done the second most of those, and mm-hmm. so like I, I imagine at a certain point like that's kind 650. of six hundred and fifty. Yes, six hundred and fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I don't know who's done twice as or like who's done the second highest amount, but it's like not even remotely close. Yeah, I think so, Justin Bieber is second. I think from what I see here, it's uh, let me see. John Cena's at over six hundred kids. And then I think 
Justin Bieber is second at like two some two hundred two fifty or something. Right, he's done like triple what he has. Mm -hmm. So like, I have Mm -hmm. to imagine a certain point if that's like a thing that you enjoy doing. You know what I mean? You probably don't want to turn heel and then just have fucking kids hate you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like I just want to always be the good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, who else was like that for a very long time? Like, uh, Will Smith. Will Smith was never the bad guy in any movie. (laughs) Right, right, and like he turned down Django because of that. Yeah. So it's like, some guys are just built that way, you know what I mean? They're just like, no, nah, that's my image, I want to stick with it. And... and Interestingly enough, it's like The Rock now. Like, right, all of his, exactly. like, like, now that he's, like, huge, he's, um, you know, he sort of keeps the same persona throughout all the movies. Like, I was watching a movie, or not a movie, a YouTube cl- uh, video with um from creator Patrick Willems, and he talks about how... The reason Hobbs and Shaw doesn't work is because um, it's so, it's not self-aware, but it's, um, what's it called? Not self-aware. When you, like, know yourself. So, I guess it is self-aware, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he talks about how, like, you know, The Rock now plays this self-aware version of himself that's, like, he knows he's a big jack guy, but he, like, plays like a good guy. But the Hobbs that you see in fast five, he is like a villain. Like he is committed. Like right. he gives a shit about it. And he says, you know, for the rock, for, for Vin Diesel doing these movies, the family stuff is sincere. It's played like completely a hundred percent sincerely. It's like, it, it's at face value. Right. But if you watch Hobbs and Shaw, it's sort of like, you know, it's got this Deadpool sensibility that doesn't quite mesh with the fast and furious stuff. That's why that movie doesn't quite work. Even not on like a superficial level, but like in a subconscious level where you go like, that wasn't really the same kind of movie. Right. I like, that's the thing. I've never even been super, super into the fast and furious movies, but I saw that and I was like, that was a weird thing to do. Like to put yeah. like the rock and Jason state, the move, like why would they even be in, you know what I mean? Like, and I know yes. you give me this garbage version of like why they're working together, but like, this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> right, right. Because they're both the same type of character. Like, he was also saying about that. He's like, you know, usually in a buddy cop movie, you know, one of them is Will Smith, one of them is Tommy Lee Jones, you know? Right. One of them is the fast talker, one of them is the straight guy, who, the straight man who's just like, oh, you know, I'm too old for this shit type stuff, right? Right. So if you have two guys that are big, ripped assholes to each other, <laughs> then it's like, there's no chemistry. It's just two, it's like two, it's like two magnets going at each other, two plus magnets. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, The Rock's the same thing, where it's, like, it's these sincere guys that never break character, or they never want to go a different way, and it ends up, I mean, it, it, it sort of, there was a backlash on, with John Cena in the league, or in the, yeah, in the league, um, not with The Rock yet, I am interested, interested to see if it will, eventually, mm-hmm. um, but so far, everybody sort of on board it's like right now we're on we're in like 2006 john cena we'll see if 2008 2009 john cena backlash is going to happen with the rock right um the first the first i was i was trying to explain this to, to sydney when we i was watching we were, i don't watch wrestling anymore but i watch wrestlemanias when i can mm-hmm. because it's like you know it's like uh, watching a marvel like an avengers movie it's like right. where the movies actually matter and i was telling her how the WWE for the longest time was in this weird predicament because John Cena is their was their biggest star for casual fans. Right. And WrestleMania is their biggest event. But who goes to WrestleMania but the super nerds, the super the guys who right. drop a thousand bucks on WrestleMania you know, they know 
all the matches. They know all the history backwards, forwards. They know everything. They know, you know, about key, uh, key fob and faces and heel turns. They know all the terms. They know everything, right? Right. So what ends up happening, which has happened with Roman Reigns as well, is that when yeah. you have these guys that are company guys that they try to push, there is this just booing. Like, the whole audience turns at WrestleMania and you know what every it, single time. And you know what the thing is? I, I think it's specifically because I don't think either of those guys had great mic presence. And I think that's the reason it doesn't work for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Roman Reigns is a company guy, but he's super fucking stiff on a microphone. And it's like, <laughs> yes. that's not, like, what we want. You know what I mean? Like, yes. here's the deal. I think if The Rock started winning all the time, it would have played so perfectly because The Rock was the best on a microphone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whether he was heel or not, like, it, just like he would just talk. Like, here's the thing. If the crowd turned on him, even if he was supposed to be a good guy, he would just play into it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't think the other I don't think John Cena or Roman Reigns were ever really skilled enough to like roll with the punches in that kind of setting. You know right. what I mean? And that's yeah. why I think that like generally when I think of WWE, I think of The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin because they were the best at it. As yeah. hillbilly like goofy as Steve Austin was and how much that's not anything I normally like, it was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like it's kind of like how you know after the election, I was seeing a bunch of stuff about being like, wow, you know, um, Biden got these sort of percentages from people. Like Barack Obama's was much more diverse, and like you, somebody was like, yeah, because you know Obama, in both in his speeches and the way he was and how he rallied up people, you know, people think, oh, you just get a young guy, you put a mic on him, and then it's the same. But you realize that it's a once in a generation type talent, right? And that's how The Rock is. Yes, and absolutely. even if John Cena came close, it's and, and not the thing the is, same. is like, and that's why the Golden Age was what it was, is because you had really two of those guys. You yeah, know what I mean, you had yes, the yeah. Rock and you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, and even to an extent, Triple H. Yeah, Triple H to an extent. So yeah. it was like, and uh, fucking Shawn Michaels is pretty good on a microphone too. So it's like, yeah, you had four guys that could all hold their own in interviews and just like play to the crowd without just seeming like, like I'm just following a script. And so, like, that's why I feel like that was, like, what you think about when you think of wrestling, for the most yeah. part. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's one thing they don't really have now. Hmm. Like you said, I mean, they've got I... Roman Reigns stiff as shit. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, Roman Reigns <laughs> speaks the... slower and, it, yeah, he's just not good on a microphone. Yeah, yeah. He's just ripped. My name like... is Roman Reigns. Roman. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Um, oh, and I, also has the worst finisher of all time. The Superman punch? It's just a Superman punch. It's a it's real just... fucking punch, bro. Like, it'd be <laughs> like if you're a wrestler and your finisher move was like, I throw a hard right hook, bro. <laughs> it's like toward the end of The Rocks where they try to make the spine buster like a part of his finisher. You're like, no, yeah. no. You, you yeah. need the it's people's rock elbow. bottom you need the and the people's thing. elbow and that's it. Right. <laughs> Don't give me the fucking spine buster. That's not what it is. Right. Also, um, real quick, mm-hmm. I... The, just Google The Rock selling uh, Stone Cold Stunners. Yes, those are so thing. good. Those are my favorite. Yo, he, those are like, my fucking Sto- favorite, dude. Stone Cold will kick him, and then as he drops down, bro, The Rock will do like a full backflip into the tur- like into the ropes and then fall yes. back forward. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, my favorite is when he like, he goes back, lands on his back, and like continues the flip backward, and like... Fucking extends his legs that they yeah, end yeah, up like on the all top the way rope. out. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great, uh, so good. Um, 
uh, was gonna, I was going to say something. Oh, right. The first time I noticed that the, the people turning on John Cena was uh, WrestleMania 23. And I remember it so vividly because he was fighting Triple H in the main event. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, it's the good guy versus the bad guy the yeah, whole Triple way through. Triple H is the heel. <laughs> right. And the whole time, I'm like super, like, this is when I used to watch it all the time. So I was like right. super committed. I'm like, yes, the good guy's going to win. Like, he's going to win. Although I was a little like, eh, you know, it'd be nice if Triple H won. That'd be a nice little upset. And so then I'm watching the main event, and dude, every time John Cena does anything, boo, boo. And I was like, right. what is going on? Like, do these people want Triple H to win? He's the bad guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is going on? What is this? What is this? And that was the first time when I was like, okay, something's up here. Something, there's like a, a tie changing here. Right. And the thing, the answer is that John Cena has really no charisma. And then, at least in wrestling, I feel like he's actually pulled it together a little bit, like, in, in acting a, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I, I think he, I think, like, whenever people go, they added John Cena to the to the cast, I'm like, fuck yes, that's going to be great. He right. was great in Blockers, he was great in Trainwreck, I'm excited for him to be in the Suicide Squad, I was looking forward to him being in Fast 9, although, in the trailers, they made him, like, very, like... It's it's me. I'm your brother. I'm yeah. stoic. And I was like, oh, no, dude, that's like goes against what he does. You need John right. Cena to fucking go nuts. Right. But like the, I think he's pulled it together. But like I said, like no charisma. And the thing is, is because he was the company man and because he was the guy that all the casual fans knew and liked. Like every match he was in, you're like, John Cena's gonna win it. Yeah. Like, like it was like a foregone conclusion. If he conclusion, if he showed up, you were like, yeah. Well, we know he's winning this one. So I like the crowd is right. just like fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of seeing this guy fucking win and then stand like a fucking board with his hands at his side the whole time talking. <laughs> and he does that salute, that stiff ass salute. Yes, <clears throat> breaks the sound barrier, moving it. Oh, Actually, I did it. I, I literally just did it right now, and like I think I hurt my back. Like I literally <laughs> was like, "What? Okay, that that was I shouldn't have done it that hard." <laughs> Yo, my man, my man does the salute. All right, do you know Street Fighter? You know Guile? Um, I don't think so. No. All right, he's the guy with the fucking weird like flat top, the, the blonde mm-hmm. flat top that like cones mm-hmm. out at the top. But anyway, yeah. he's like a, he's like a soldier, and like he does sonic booms. He just basically like throws his arms together and like literally creates like a a sound projectile but like i just imagined like john cena as a street fighter character just like doing the salute super hard to just like shoot projectiles just just somebody in the head (laughs) oh god oh so good yeah yeah thugonomics baby yo how did that happen how did he go from that to like like, i just don't get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god why did they put him in those clothes like, what you know what i mean like what the fuck uh, were you thinking <laughs> and like in the, like that's like the peak of um you know southern rap right crunk type stuff like you know like that's right. like peak southern like heavy rap like that sort of like mid mid 2000s tv in the car type rap but you can so tell just, the moment he was in those clothes, you're like, this is not how this man normally dresses. <laughs> right. And then he was like, from Canbury, Massachusetts. It's John. I'm like, Canbury, Massachusetts? Who is this? <laughs> Who is this man? Yeah. It, oh, God. <laughs> and we'll go into WWE more in the future. I definitely want to. Because remember yeah. when they had those two black guys and their name was? I, I don't. You, crime Time. Oh no, I do remember. Oh no, that was terrible. <laughs> Yo, 
WWE has quite a few questionable choices. questionable things. Like remember hey, when quick, has there been anything that really should have been more questionable? But wasn't because it just fucking worked. Then Eddie Guerrero, like, we lie, we cheat, we steal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all his bits. Yeah. You kind of go, like, we're going to steal the title from under the border. You're like, okay, <laughs> like, this Man, is cool. Dropped, like, I like that. Did he drop, like, the low rider in? They're like, yes, yes. Like... And I was like, I like the representation. I do. Okay, I'll take it. But, like. You're like, this seems kind of racist. But the thing yeah. is, he's killing it. <laughs> he's killing it. Like, like, I still, like, so I'm like, I watch, his, I watch him beat. Brock Lesnar every now and then because the pop at the end when he wins is insane and you still get chills because it's so cool because he was you know he wrestled for forever before yeah. they finally gave him a chance but still it's like the right you know <laughs> the character around it it's like uh, uh, <laughs> are we okay. sure we're doing this <laughs> remember when and then Kurt Angle was obsessed with Booker T's wife yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's that bit it. when he's he's okay. like looking into the camera he's like Booker I want to have sex with your wife <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's, uh, I watch. You know what video I watch a lot is fucking Steve Austin and Booker T in the the uh fucking grocery store. That shit kills me every oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, uh, dude, it's so it's, it's such nonsense. They got away with so much just being <laughs> fucking WWE. I saw. I, saw, I can't remember. I saw a tweet. Where Kurt Angle like was talking about how he was addicted to pain pills, and they're like, "That's why we call him Perk Angle." And Perk Angle, they call him Perk Angle. <laughs> oh god, bro. Oh fuck. Uh, you know what else kills me, bro? Do you remember uh, fucking what was it? I think it was D'Lo Brown when he came down his fucking head. Do you know what I'm talking about? Alright, look up D'Lo, just at some point, you don't have to this episode, but D'Lo Brown walking down the ramp. Yo, he walks like with this strut in his head, just does not stop fucking moving the whole time he's walking, bro. He's walking <laughs> and it looks like a bobblehead. Uh, I gotta see, I think somebody has it. Is he fighting Triple H? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kills me, it's so over the top. Oh, God. Yeah, at some point we're going to have to talk a little more about wrestling. And in the Dude. finger in the nose. Yeah. He does that, the Keanu Reeves, like, flick on the nose thing. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to call that the episode. We're going to call it, yeah, the WWE ending. The, the oh, WWE. dude. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite moments. It was okay. just on a Monday Night Raw episode where Sheldon Benjamin jumps off the top rope and catches a, a sweet chin music in midair. That, hold on. So, wrestling is a performance more than a sport, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's scripted. They go through it. Yes. It's, I'm not going to say you're, like, not an athlete. It's, like, you have to be athletic to make it work at the highest level. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I'm not saying, like, they're not athletes. But I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how every time I watch that, I'm like, no, nah, he actually... Just fucking shattered that dude's jaw. <laughs> yes, or like he was going so fast into it that he didn't shatter Shawn Michaels' ankles and legs and tendons. Right, I was like, how did this happen? How did this happen without someone being devastatingly injured? <laughs> right, and then you, and then the thing is, like, you every time he did the switching music, you heard that, right? Right. And I'm like, what is he hitting? <laughs> He's yo, hitting something. Nah, yo, there's. I read a thing, or I heard a thing that like in. 
um, foreign uh, like uh, like foreign films a lot, like action films or kung fu films. Mm-hmm. Like the stunt doubles don't get paid unless they're there. The scene they film is used. So like sometimes actors will be like, "Here's some extra money. I'm gonna actually hit you, so this looks good." So like mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you this extra money. You're actually gonna get punched hard as shit. But it's going to look good, so it'll probably get used in the movie, so you're going to get paid again. So it's like, they're literally taking money to get their shit kicked in. And like mm-hmm. that's what I feel like is happening every time a sweet shit is like, like, he's like, I'm actually going to kick you square in the fucking jaw. And they're like, son of a bitch. All right, let's go. Like, All right, let's go. <laughs> also, warming up the band is the best. Like, the, the fucking, oh, the- when he's like stomping his feet, shaking the rope. Calling yeah. it warming up the band is, is just fucking chef's kiss. Yeah, um, that's a great finisher it really is um but anyways that's the episode uh if you want to catch me on social media you can catch me at t money bags on instagram and twitter and i'm at evercastro 92 on instagram and if you want to catch the podcast directly it's at diff animals pod on twitter and instagram um i've been slacking on the twitter a little bit i'm gonna try and start being more active with that but we'll see how it goes um but yeah or you can email us directly at different animals podcast at gmail.com um, any suggestions, anything, spread the word, try and get people to listen to it. If they tell you it sucks, let us know. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just trying to make it work. Uh, but anyway, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace.